Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the happy hour. You guys are on the happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for junk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Thursday. This is the happy hour, 93.7, the ticket, the ticket, fm.com. Nick and Rico hanging out with you guys. What's up, Rico? Killer. How's the day? So far, fantastic. Good. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Sutter Heyman text line both open for you guys the rest of the way here, the entire show. we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, more quarterbacks have entered the portal since we met yesterday afternoon at 1 o'clock. We got... Uh, Husker Volleyball Awards or Big Ten Conference Volleyball Awards to kind of mention and discuss uh, before they open up the NCAA tournament tomorrow against Long Island. Uh, what's time for serve? Seven, I believe. Yes. Seven. Well, p.m. first serve. It's like 30 or 45 minutes after, after the first one, but not before seven. Gotcha. So anyway, uh, we, we got a lot to talk about quarterbacks. Steve Mark inside Nebraska will also join us at 1.30 to break down. Uh, everything Husker football, right? The Tony White stuff, the Tony White saga going on with uh, USC. But once again, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Starter Heyman text line are both open for you guys, as well as the Starter Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. People are getting fired up about NIL discussions, Rico. Yeah, it's weird. So... It's important to mention, and and like we had conversations on the drive, we had conversations on the captain when Rashawn brought me in, <laughs> and now we're gonna have this here. Me and Bach so, had some conversations, yeah, in exactly our in between segments, exactly. So throughout it all, one thing that's important to keep in mind, right? Couple, couple, just factual ground rules, right, and just factual uh, things to note. Fact is that. Numbers, specific numbers, are not released. You will never know The on-three valuations are not accurate. It does give you an estimate, a ballpark, if you will, but they are not accurate. But who's the one making those ballpark estimates? It's weird. But then when you look at also things that coaches say, 
those guys are going to know just as much as anybody. And on top of the collectives, right? The collectives, mm-hmm. which you expect that in, in this case, Matt Rule has a pretty good relationship with the guys at 1890 and vice versa. Just like in Iowa, Kirk Ferentz has a good relationship with the Iowa, you know, multi, multiple collectives that Iowa has and, and vice versa, right? When you're talking about team needs and holes on the roster to fill and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So all those things can be true. Now, it does get a little dicey when you're talking about specific numbers. And so for the purpose of this conversation, going to try to keep specific numbers for each quarter, for each position specifically to a minimum, I think, when we're, when we're discussing this. I feel like a lot of these numbers that we're about to mention are just valuations. It's not, none of these are specific. None of these are known. It's just a bunch of numbers that have been thrown around that could be true, could be close but none of it is known for sure. Exactly. So, and so this is the thing when we're looking at, um, and, and, and the, this person must have forgotten or missed the, the opening little statement here, Rico says, how are you going to can talk about the same crap as everyone else? When there are actual awards for volleyball that you could talk about, we are going to talk about volleyball awards. We are going to, we are absolutely going to talk about, um, another person says NIL is so overrated. More players are a bust than a hit. Better not to overpay and develop our team. Instead, go Big Red. And that's a very interesting point because when it all is said and done, makes a very good point, 9112 on the text line, that at the end of the day, it comes down to the development, the identification, and the development by the coaching staff. And so we can hear that Ryan Day needs, you know, back when the market was at its bottom, right, at the, at the open mm-hmm. in 2021, we can hear Ryan Day say, yeah, you know what? We need $13 million for what we believe um, what we believe is the proper amount to keep our roster. Number one, to keep attracting talent, whether that's through high school or the transfer portal, mm-hmm. whether that's re- recruiting our roster and bringing them in. Um, they believe back then that they needed 13 mil or around that number. Now... That market has also increased, I'm sure, right? Prices have gone up. Values and markets have increased. So that number is probably a little bit larger than that 13 million. Once again, I don't have a number to sit here and tell you, yeah, it's for sure 15 mil. Georgia's spending this. Alabama's spending this. Because once again, those numbers are not public and they'll never be public. But when you see maybe Nebraska in this case, right, with a coach, that once again, to each their own, however you want to handle the NIL process is completely fine. It all, and what I mean by that is whether you want to spend a max of 500 grand, if you want to spend a max of 5 million, it doesn't matter because you can go out and you can either overpay, you can underpay, you can try to pay too much or offer whatever you believe the market is. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you don't, coach them and develop them and have a guy on the staff that can identify the best talent to bring them in. doesn't matter what their market evaluation is. Bo Nix, like in this day and age of like, yes, personal trainers and personal coaches, it's not like Bo Nix is taking time off. It's not like Michael Penix is taking time off. He's got dudes that are working right next to him. He brought, they brought in other wide receivers as well. And so, when you look at it as a complete whole, one important thing to remember is that through all of NIL, 
this is why I said it earlier this morning on, on when, when Vershawn brought me in for a moment was that when it's all said and done, Nebraska can pay as little or pay as much as they want. They can't miss for two years in a row on a quarterback. No, because if you get a guy that maybe is, I hate to say is a little cheaper, right? But costs less than maybe another one. It's a weird way to put it. It, it is I, very weird. It's the weird. only, it's it, the it only way to put it. It doesn't, it, 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 it sounds weird, right? And sounds somewhat in, inhumane, but that's, and that's not how I'm, I'm trying to make it sound. But if option a is 350 and option two or option B is 500 in the 350 guy is somebody that has three years of eligibility left is somebody that fits better into your system. You have a better relationship with him over this guy that, yeah, took his previous team to a bowl game, but doesn't necessarily fit your, your staff. At the end of the day, you need to go for the better fit. And that relies on that. That relies on your evaluation of him as a player. Take the money out of it. Mm -hmm. Take the money aside. How do they fit into your program as a football player? How do you see you and your staff developing him into a better football player? So therefore, if he has three years or two years left of eligibility, you can attract more talent, whether that's wide receivers, running backs, offensive linemen that want to come play with him. And then you can start to talk about the money side of it. And that's exactly what Matt Rule was saying yesterday. And we, we can kind of pick up on these clues because Matt Rule yesterday said, listen, I don't want to go out and, and pay somebody just to pay somebody to bring them in here. I want to bring them in here because, number one, they love football. They're a benefit to our team. They're somewhat of an instant impact player. He wants that development piece. Which, if you remember when, when Nebraska hired Matt Rule, that was the bonus of hiring Matt Rule. Was it after the 0-2 start? He said, this is what you hired me for? Bingo. Which was, it's, it's still a weird thing to say at the time. And so, while we always, and myself, I, I am just as guilty as the next guy for this, associate, oh, he's got a $1.5 million price tag. There's no way, number one, Nebraska's going to go after him. Or number two, there's no way Nebraska can win games with him. Or even on the other side of it, where you say he's got a $1.5 million price tag, he's an instant winner. He must be good. That's not necessarily the case at every single program. At some point, the staff that you hired, and you are as an organization, as a program, as a university, paying millions of dollars to grown men leading your program, they have to do their job as identifiers as evaluators for the athlete on and their, and their skills on the playing surface across all sports, whether that's football, basketball, baseball, softball, whatever. Because at the end of the day, if you're just going to sit here and say, yeah, you know what, from what we've heard, he's got a good, he's got a good arm. It's fine. We're going to overpay for him. And hopefully we strike gold. You can't doesn't go work. You, you have to coach. You can't go on the evaluations of, if you're not going to do the evaluations yourself, you can't just go on the evaluations of other people. You can't just go on the word of some people because, and look, I, I don't know if they did their own evaluations, if they looked at their own tapes, but we kept hearing, you know, when they brought in Jeff Sims, and I know it's unfair to pick on Jeff Sims, but this is just the, the most recent, you know, recent one that we have. When they talked about Jeff Sims, they said that they had scouts telling them he's an NFL quarterback. He's going to be in the NFL. This is the guy that you need to target. They targeted him. Again, don't know if they did their own evaluations, but things didn't work out with Jeff Sims. So as Nick was saying, when 
when you're doing your own evaluations, it doesn't matter how much you're going to have to pay this player or, or how little you're going to have to pay this player. You have to make sure that they fit with what you want to do. It, now, the problem is Nebraska offensively, I don't know if they know what they want to do. Well, so once you figure that part out, then you can figure out what type of quarterback, what type of wide receiver, what type of running back, what type of offensive lineman you want to target to then bring into your program to help you get to whatever level you're trying to get. To. So so here's uh, and I was having this conversation with a couple of guys in the back that that work here. Um I mean, so Trevor and Lincoln says this, what what percentage split would you give to the importance of good recruiting versus NIL money? Does NIL override the need for good recruiters at all coaching positions? Now, in, in response to that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up Mickey Joseph, right? Take away all the off the field stuff. Don't just don't even consider that into this conversation right now, because this isn't that doesn't apply to what we're going about to say. This isn't a saying. Remember here. Remember at the start of the season in what would have been 2022. Nebraska goes out, and this is where, frankly, you can somewhat applaud the offensive coaching staff, the the Scott Frost, the Mark Whipple, and uh, Mickey Joseph trio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And before you, you, you turn the dial and say, Nick, that's bull crap. I'm turning, I'm turning you off. You don't know what you're talking about. What did they do? They went out and got a guy that was a halftime starter in Casey, Casey Thompson, where it just didn't work out at Texas as well as it probably hoped, as they probably hoped, mm -hmm. right? You went out, you brought his wide receiver with him, who was a true wide receiver two, and you didn't ask him to be a wide receiver one. And then on top of that, you went out and through the relationships with Mickey Joseph, got a guy by the name of Trey Palmer who was sixth, fifth or sixth on the LSU depth chart at the time. A guy who would have been uh, came, one at a lot of different but, other places, but was well, just no, buried. No, no, not even that. Not even that. It was, he was brought here to really be a guy on special teams. And then throughout the spring and throughout the fall, he established himself as the number one. And now what's he doing on Sundays? Well, I so, don't know if he was brought here to be special teams because he was he was what that was four, what he was identified he as was what a four or five star receiver coming out of high school, but he was buried behind you know four or five NFL receivers at LSU. So it was a guy but, that didn't get to show what he was able to do. But again, through the relationships, through what his wide receiver coach knew, he was like, "Look, we bring this guy up here. He's going to be a good wide receiver." But nonetheless, you I mean you look at what they did, and that and that kind of feels like what Nebraska may have to do this year, right? We're bringing a guy like a Casey Thompson, which might piss some people off because you're going to say, well, Nebraska had a chance to retain the Casey Thompson. They didn't, <laughs> right? Or or at least give him an opportunity. Um, and then also, you have a lot of young receivers that show promise. Most importantly, Malachi Coleman and Jalen Lloyd. Still, Marcus Washington's going to apply for a waiver. Going to be tough, but he's going to do but it. But is, is Nebraska ready to ask Malachi Coleman to be a wide receiver one? or Jalen Lloyd to be a wide receiver one. We talked about it throughout the season all the time with Billy Kemp, 
was Billy Kemp a wide receiver one, or should he have would he have been better suited as a wide receiver two? That Nebraska was then having to ask because of injuries, because of guys leaving the program, because of youth, which is out of their control, certainly. Inexperience, I should say. Maybe that's a better way to put it. Mm-hmm. They were asking him to be a wide receiver one. And we'll we'll never have an, a, a for sure answer, but it's just kind of a couple things to ponder here as we are so quick to say Nebraska needs to go after the top quarterback target or top three is on our list. While Nebraska didn't get a guy that was valued, if you want to say that, at $1 to $2 million last year, they still went out and got a guy in Jeff Sims that they believed at the time was the best fit for their program, for what they wanted to do offensively. Mm -hmm. They missed. They whiffed. They swung and missed. It happens. You just can't do it a second time in a row. You can't do it two years in a row. And so that's where it comes back to that Nebraska staff has to evaluate, has to identify talent from the start. And if that price tag is 200 grand, great. If it's 500, 1,000, or excuse me, uh, a million or 1.2, that's great. Whatever's going to benefit Nebraska's program the most, that's what Nebraska's staff needs to do is the identification and evaluation of talent was not there last year. You, br- you talk about some of the other transfers that they brought in. He did a pretty good job with some of those. Yeah, I, I suppose. Ben Scott. Y- yes, yes. There were some that were good, right? Billy, Billy Kemp was we're not, was we're not gonna We're not going we're not gonna to sit here and, and like go piece by piece. No. And be like, this guy sucked. This guy was bad. This guy was okay. This guy was good. Like, there were some misses. There were some... But, Singles. That's where we can't we can't sit here for two years in a row and then have the same conversation at the end of next season saying, all right, the staff can't miss three years in a row. Can't let it happen. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very simple slippery slope because there's just not a lot of transparency. There's not a lot of transparency about the 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 Nebraska collective, which is that's fine. It, there's legal issues there that we don't even have a clue about, and that's okay. But it all gets brought into question when you don't win games. And Nebraska, they won five this year, but they also won zero in the month of November. And that 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 ruffles some feathers, rightfully said. So, um, okay. Uh, anyway, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman Text Line. Let's talk Husker Volleyball Awards because Nebraska took home Almost a all list. Almost right? all of them. Almost all of them, except the player of the year. Yep. Player of the year went to Sarah Franklin from Wisconsin. John Cook, though, did win coach of the year. Coach of the time. year, media and coaches poll. I mean, if you look at Sarah Franklin's numbers, she had like, what, 4.16 kills per set. She hit 300 on the season. Like, she she was a beast this season. So it was hard to, hard to not give her player of the year, especially, you know, a lot of these things, not a lot of them, but some of these are based on, you know, storylines. And the fact that before the season started, you know, over the – the summer, I believe, uh, she was pretty much told that she wasn't going to be able to play volleyball again because she had blood clots. Um, gets healthy, is able to play again, comes back and has this amazing season for Wisconsin, leading them to a one seed in the NCAA tournament and only three losses on the year. But Nebraska misses out on player of the year, gets defensive player of the year, second year that Lexi Rodriguez wins defensive player of the year. She won it her freshman year, didn't win it last year, wins it her junior year, two-time defensive player of the year. Her digs per set wasn't leading the conference, but if you 
would pay attention to to any volleyball if you listen to any of the Big Ten Network broadcasters. Teams had to make game plans to avoid hitting towards her because they knew that if they hit it towards her, she's getting it back up. So Lexi Rodriguez mm-hmm. with the Defensive Player of the Year. Bergen Riley, the first freshman to ever win Setter of the Year. She steps in as a true freshman and takes over one of the best programs in the nation. And they don't skip a beat. For a team that has zero seniors, Bergen Riley steps into one of the most important positions on that court and leads Nebraska again to one loss on the season and the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament. And your freshman of the year, not Bergen Riley, but Harper Murray, Mm -hmm. uh, the talented outside steps in and plays all six rotations. She struggles early in the season with her serve gets better as the season goes on, had a match where she had, I think like three aces uh, later in the season. So uh, what she has been doing for Nebraska has been nothing short of impressive. And on the first team, uh, for all Big Ten. So they and then obviously John Cook takes home coach of the year media and coaches. So of all of the awards, they only miss out on one. Uh, and that's player of the year that went to Sarah Franklin. First team, all Big Ten, two uh unanimous vote, uh two unanimous players on the first team, and that was Lexi Rodriguez and Merritt Beeson. They're joined by Harper Murray on the first team selections. Uh Andy Jackson and Becca Alec make second team all Big Ten. And freshman All-Big Ten, you have Bergen Riley, Harper Murray, who are unanimous, and Andy Jackson joins them on the All-Freshman team. And Maggie Mendelson gets the Sportsmanship Award for uh, for the Big Ten for Nebraska. There it so, is. They just just if you could the think du- of if dual you could, sport athlete Maggie Maggie Mendelson exactly. If you could think of an award for the Big Ten for volleyball, Nebraska won it. That's that's pretty much what it was. Again, they missed out on Player of the Year, but for a team like Nebraska where they don't have a true standout attacker, which is usually what the player of the war player of the year award goes to um, where they have just a very balanced attack. Bergen Riley does a really good job of spreading the love to all of her, all of her teammates. Um, it's going to be hard for anybody to win player of the player of the mm-hmm. year. Merritt Beeson, I think was, was the closest of for anybody on Nebraska's team to winning player of the year. But again, Sarah Franklin's numbers were just ridiculous. So it was, it was going to be tough for somebody other than her to win it. Yes, there you go. Uh, Nebraska opens up the NCAA volleyball tournament tomorrow night. Uh, first serves around 7 p.m. or so. Uh, as Who's Missouri got? Missouri plays. Who's the fourth team in the, in, in, in Nebraska's side? I know who it is, and I cannot think of it right now. I was now. trying to I just, pull up the bracket. NCAA, if this tells you anything, NCAA's website hasn't updated the bracket from last year. Yeah, they have. I just, I just pulled it up. Volleyball. But nonetheless... Maybe I'm maybe I'm fine. I'm I'm in the wrong spot. But nonetheless, uh, Nebraska around 7 p.m. or so against uh, against Long uh, Island Long University, Island. the Sharks. Nice. Which this is the first time that Nebraska will be facing Long Island. This is the first time Long Island's made the tournament since 2020. Uh, okay. They made it in with a losing record because wow. they won their conference tournament, upsetting the one seed in the first That's right. round. They've had like two or the three six-game losing streaks, they, right? They started, the season, losing streak. they started the season with a six-match losing streak, beat Fairfield, I believe, mm-hmm. and then another six-match losing streak. Dang. Uh, and they finished the season at like 14 and 18. Again, upset the one seed, upset the two seed in their conference tournament, and get in. And now they have to come to Lincoln and play Nebraska. Uh, the other team, Delaware. Missouri and Delaware will match up at 430 uh, inside the Devaney and then Nebraska and uh, Long Island will match up at seven or 30 to 45 minutes after mm-hmm. Missouri and Delaware uh, concludes not before seven, 
But, you know, if the game goes, if the match goes long, uh, 30 to 45 minutes after that one is over, Nebraska and Long Island will play. Uh, in other college football news, really quickly before we get to Steve Mark, uh, Oregon State quarterback DJ Uyunglele. I know you like that. Has entered the NCAA transfer portal, probably following his coach to Michigan State, but or nonetheless, a fun a fun option for that. He could come to Nebraska. No, a fun option for that. A more fun option would be if he went to Oregon. Either Oregon, where his brother's at. Mm-hmm. His brother does play for the Oregon Ducks. Take over for Bo Nix, his, who will his be going brother, to the NFL. By the way, his brother ended up sacking DJ oh. last weekend. Uh, younger then, brother? Younger brother. Mm, that would but be then terrible. you can also have it to where DJ goes to a USC. Recover or takes over for Caleb Williams. DJ to Duke. We'll see what happens. Uh, but that's just a name to watch. All right, let's, uh, let's talk a lot of stuff with Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. We have... NIL that we're going to try to to navigate. We're going to talk Tony White, USC conversation with with Steve. Nebraska basketball in Andy Katz's first NCAA tournament projected projection. Excuse me. Nebraska is a 10 seed. They would project they're projected to face off against the seven seed James Madison. That's something to kind of take note in. Don't get too excited uh, ahead of Nebraska's game against the Creighton Blue Jays on uh Sunday on Sunday around in the afternoon. Let's talk all more about that with Steve Mark of inside Nebraska coming up next. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and the ticketfm.com. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.